Hey guys, and welcome to Three Shows in a Book. I'm Liz. And I'm Shiloh. And on this week's episode, we will be discussing Wicked by Gregory Maguire, The Life and the Times of the Wicked Witch of the West. And we're going to be drinking from Quady, Quady Winery, I'm not sure how to say it, Red Electra Moscato. It says Red Electra Moscato is a low alcohol, which we're doing that for a reason, delicious, delicately, sorry, sweet wine, refreshingly crisp and mysteriously aromatic. A beautiful garnet red, which it is pretty. It tastes of succulent cherry, berry, and pomegranate, delivered with a slight sparkle. It's the ideal party wine and pairs with a variety of foods. Fruit, cheese, dessert, spicy food, and more. So there you go. It's only 5.5% alcohol, so we won't be slurring our speech by the end of this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's dive into it and into the book. Yay! All right, open that bad boy up. Ooh, we're fancy today. Fancy screw top, always, always enjoyable. I mean, screw tops are great. We've had a lot of actually really good wines with screw tops. Let's be fair. We are not bougie with the wine. A screw top is just fine for us. And honestly, it just makes it so much easier to, to get your drink on. That's right. All right. It is fairly aromatic. It smells wonderful. Yeah. That's better. If there's any wine in these glasses, they just don't do a, a proper chime. That's just how it is. Oh, that's so good. Here. Is it? Yeah. Pop fill me you off, up, baby. Yeah, girl. That's how we roll. There we go. All right. Come to Shiloh's house. You get some drink. Wine. So, mm. I know. It's good. Oh, that's yummy. It's Jer- very okay, yummy. so Jeremy picked this wine out for me. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, shit, we have to record and I don't have any wine. And Jeremy was going to the store, so he just grabbed it for me. And this is an excellent choice. Way to go, babe. You did good. Good job. Yummy. <laughs> you picked well. Because he doesn't drink wine at all. So he this is totally like. wisely. <laughs> he did indeed. In more ways than one. <laughs> Conceded much? <laughs> mm. I know my worth. All right. So first of all. A little apology to everybody because <laughs> yeah. um, I was literally dying. Not she literally was down dying, with the plague, like hardcore for a while. It was bad, and I didn't feel right bringing that type of sickness into Shiloh's house, or Which even I bringing it to my house because yeah. that is just wrong. Yeah, I it mean, was bad, guys. It, it was, was bad. Yeah, I there was, was very no. concerned for her. There was, I don't know what the hell kind of like cold is going around because I tested negative for COVID. I tested negative for the flu. And the doctor's like, it's just the common cold. And I'm sorry, can we rename the common cold? Because <laughs> to something more befitting its status as a, a yes. plague? Yes, yes. Because <laughs> that was terrible. And I guess because I haven't been sick in like a year and a half because right. everybody's wearing masks yeah. and, you know, we're being very religious with hand sanitizer and, you know, just Do what we gotta do. Yeah, I mean, everybody, all the stores and everything, everybody's been really great about just cleaning up and making yep. sure that things are sanitized Which, and sterile. And I mean, it sucks that we had to have a worldwide pandemic yes. for that to happen. Yes. Like, oh, God, basic sanitation. I know, Maybe right? we should try that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. I know, I know. 
And the run on toilet paper and oh hand sanitizer. Let's I mean, just don't even get started. This whole ugh. thing's ridiculous. But anyway, it's been a hot minute. She's yes. back most of the way to normal. I'm on the I'm on the mend. She's on the mend. I still have a little bit of the creeping crud. It's allergies. I get it every time this year, but my voice is almost normal, so we'll go with that. Well, I'm excited to be back. So yes, me too. Wine. Second of all, um, before our Plague. Before our plague, we saw Wicked, the musical, and that's kind of where we're going to go today is we're, we have read Wicked, mm-hmm. and now we've seen Wicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both very familiar with The Wizard of Oz. Yep. So all of this is going to kind of tie into it, and... Um, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to do this. this like, I've been looking one, forward yeah. to it. So, a uh, little bit of backstory on Wicked itself. Um, it is Wicked, The Life and the Times of the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, it's an American novel. It was published in 1995. So, it's a relatively newer one. <laughs> I was just um, thinking, God, that long ago? I know. <laughs> I know. Like, I... Yeah, that was long. I was just out of high school. But, I mean, we, we did read Something Wicked This Way Comes. And that one, you know, was published... In the 60s. In the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I was saying this one's a little bit... Um, Comparatively speaking. Yes. Yep. And so this particular author, Gregory Maguire, is known for kind of taking fairy tales and original stories and lifting the veil, so to speak. And yeah, kind telling of, it from a different perspective, which I think is a really cool concept. I very much like it when it's told... And he does a great job another at another point of view. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, overall, um, I I read this book back mm-hmm. in high school. Yep. Um, just as the musical was coming out, I guess, and <clears throat> or maybe just before the musical came out, or there was something that was going on that triggered me to read this book. Mm-hmm. But I've always been a fan of Wizard of Oz. So sure. when I read it in high school, I was, um, I guess I was shocked. <laughs> because you know i was thinking <coughs> we're off to see the wizard right and you're the like what the hell yeah. is going on here and i have to say you know 20 years later reading it again i'm still shocked but you know <laughs> i i kind of i had i was prepared for for yeah. that because i knew what it was about but at the same time i you know i guess i didn't realize or didn't remember all of the amazing things that happen in this book. <laughs> amazing um, good and amazing bad. Yes. It's, it's all. It's it's very real. Yeah. It, it's not it's not wizards and magic and but it is yeah. but very light. It's yeah. it's well, like it really it's, is. It's yeah. light magic. Yeah. As opposed to when you see the Wizard of Oz yeah, and, and you all, watch woo. Wicked, yeah, the musical. Um, where everything is kind of well, even Wicked the musical. And I mean, you know, they had some because they had to. Right, they had to bring the darkness in. Well, sure, you can't you can't not have you, some you darkness. Just, you have to, yeah. But there was very minor darkness compared to the book. So, for those of you who have seen the musical and have not read the book, yes, very 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 different, you Correct. guys. Like very different. This is another one where. Um, you know, similar to it, mm-hmm. um, the they kind of just take the characters of the book and just plop them into a movie. It is not the same thing. 
um, we posted on our Instagram, you know, if, if you've only seen the mu- musical, buckle in, bitches, because it's a very different ride. Now, I will say, and this is, uh, Liz is going to reach across the table and smack me here. Um, this is one of the very, very, very rare cases where I, I like the musical better than the book. There, I said it. You should <laughs> I said it. I don't regret it either. See, yeah. and I, I felt the opposite. I felt like, because um, I held off on seeing the musical. Because, yeah. number one, I just didn't want to pony up the money. I was well, like, yeah, for sure. fuck, two fifty a ticket. Yeah. Like, yeah, you that's know, a lot. You, you look at that and you're like, mm, I can wait. I got other shit to do. Yeah. And, like, literally. Maybe it's not that important. And literally, Wicked always comes around mm-hmm. October, November-ish, which... As um, it hello, we're in America, so busiest freaking seasons mm-hmm. for us because we've got, you know, Thanksgiving. Halloween, we've got Thanksgiving, we've got Christmas, we've got Hanukkah. Yeah, everything. You know? Hanukkah. Which, by the way, happy Hanukkah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, we have been slacking on our lighting our menorah because of the illness. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hanukkah started Monday, and, you know, yesterday Tony was like, um, Maybe we should pull out our menorah. <laughs> I guess so it's time. We're do you, I just, really bad Jews. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna pause us for a moment and just say, do you want me to un? Do you want me to mute the clock? Our clock no. hasn't been working for a while, and we finally got it fixed, and I forgot, so it might oh, be too loud. But. I love the chimes. Okay, um, cool. And done. <laughs> Digression ended. Digression ended. All right, so. Um, for me, I felt like, you know, seeing the musical, I was really kind of hoping, hoping for more of that darkness to come out. Yeah. And, um, honestly, when I watched it and the, the dead giveaway should have been all the little girls who were like super pumped to watch it. Like, you know, these 10 and 12 year olds, like, this is going to be pretty vanilla. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And even though it wasn't, I mean, it was very calm, but Mm -hmm. it also was, it was just really well done. Yeah. The oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was, it's fantastic. But it's definitely, you know, if there's that 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 kind of um, scale between the pretty much the sweetness and light of the Wizard of Oz and the darkness of Wicked the book, the musical most definitely is tending more towards the Wizard of Oz yeah. side. Yeah. Everything's colorful, and I mean, part of it's because you know it's a musical. But it's it's much, much, much more sweetness and light yes. and than the book. And in the musical, they focus a lot more on just the subtle progression of um, of how she becomes this Wicked Witch. I mean, it's not even, it's she's, not even that. It's yeah. not even the progression of Wicked Witch because you don't even see it. It's, well, she's not wicked. No. And, she's really not. She's well, just trying to do her own thing and be honestly be a good person yes and honestly she gets the nickname because of uh nessa yeah yeah she's the wicked wicked witch of the east and nessa was kind of problematic well yeah she was super fanatically religious and kind of a a bitch so (laughs) but i mean anyways going back to the musical i just felt like they were very very light and airy so Mm -hmm. if you have only seen the musical do not expect that this book is going to be sunshine and rainbows anything like even like yeah. yeah they're they're not there's entirely different yes. situations and relationships and like everything they, is so different than hold what it on. is in the book can we talk about how they fucking whitewashed um what's his name ferrero or ferrero ferrero roche <laughs> fiero it's Fiero's. almost as bad he's a car <laughs> 
can, can yeah. we talk about how they whitewash yeah. him? Because yeah. literally, I, like, after I saw the musical, like, I mean, I liked his, yeah. I liked well, his character. Yeah. If it was, you know, if this wasn't tied to this book at all, he I was would so be less cute. critical. I love him. He yeah. was so sweetie. Yes, but totally, mm. yes. So, mm. yeah. So, um, Fiero in the book mm-hmm. it then like i literally but we don't like i had until not she goes to college right well i had not read the book like honestly i had not read it since it came out yes um so when, I, when we were watching the musical and you know fiero's introduced and all that stuff i literally leaned over to you and was like isn't he married already? Yes. And you're like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, okay, exactly. I thought I remembered that. Just make it sure. Well, I mean, and that's the other thing. Like, in the musical, they kind of take all of <clears throat> the back story that is what's really pushing... Um, the current action. Exactly. So every all of that's pretty much... It's just all surface level. Yeah. Like, there's no depth. Yeah. Like, literally, you're just skimming the surface, and you're just getting that one point of view. There's mm-hmm. no... And I'm not saying that the book is different, because in the book, you do pretty much have, like, one point of view um, with sprinkles of different views. Sure. Because all those, all those characters that come into play... You know, they're not necessarily main characters. They're just influences on the point of view and, like, how you see. Yeah. Yeah. God, I I can never say her name right. Who? Alphaba. Alphaba? Alphaba. Alphaba. Yeah. I always say it weird, too. Alphaba? Alphaba? Which? I don't know. Effie? Effie. Effie. We'll call her Effie. There you go. (laughs) Just so that way we sound a little... Cohesive. We'll yeah, call her right. We're um, not even drunk yet, guys. Exactly. So Alphaba um, is Gregory Maguire's name for the Wicked Witch of the West because historically she doesn't have a name and yeah. she doesn't have a backstory. Nope. And you really don't know anything because when, when you first meet her in 1939 when Wizard of Oz and all that good stuff is coming um, – with what is it l frank Baum, mm-hmm. who wrote the original stories yep. um you know there's there's no backstory you don't really know anything so gregory Maguire, which he does in a lot of his books he kind of took some liberties on that and actually her name is a nod to l frank Baum. it's alphaba exactly alphaba 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 i don't know whatever i you know we saw the musical we really should know this i but know we don't we don't um, Glinda decided to call her Effie, so... Yeah, Effie. Effie it is. Effie it is. Effie it is. <laughs> Which, by the way, back to the musical, total digression, but oh my god, Glinda's dress. Ugh, all of the clothes. Really. All of the clothes, but oh, her dress, like, at the beginning and the end, that, like, blue yes. ball ground, gown, and it was all sparkly Sparklies. and, like, cut uh, in, like, almost, like, petals. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. I am not a girly girl by any means, but I want that dress. I know. And uh, some place to were wear drilling. it. You were, I, yeah. You were really drilling. Well, I mean, I was very congested, too. I think so. all of us, like, both <laughs> of us, we were like, <laughs> girl. It was such a good performance, too. And honestly, like, I I bought the album, and I just started going and singing along to it. So, like, under my mask, I'm, like, mouthing all the words. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't quite under your mask. I had a- I, I heard some of it. <laughs> 
Here I thought I was being so You were stealthy. so discreet. You were not at all. <laughs> you sounded like one of the 10-year-olds in front of us. That's right. That was like, you did. <laughs> I'm just saying. Defy gravity. <laughs> and I'm like inching away from you in the other seat. Like, oh. I was wondering why you moved away from me. <laughs> Hey, hey, do you want to trade me seats? I don't want to sit by this strange person. Crazy lady. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it Excuse was me. it was a great performance. And if it was were, amazing. It was so good. If you have the opportunity to see it and you don't mind forking out the hundreds of dollars per ticket per person, yeah, please do it because it's – it is an experience in itself. It's amazing. Um, we posted some pictures on our Instagram of the really cool drinks that we had at Nicholson's, which is like a Scottish uh, pub type restaurant. Um, they did a great job because they were right across the street from the Arnoff Center. Like and literally right across the yeah, street. Yeah. And, and they had a whole wicked drink menu correct. that was so cute. It was and, adorable. Yeah, it was really good. Shiloh picked the best drink. Hers I bubbled. Did. I picked a lame drink. Did we? Mine didn't do anything. Did we post that? We'll have to just... Yes. We'll, I okay, posted, you posted the video. It? Yeah, okay, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So it's all part of the it same It literally reel. bubbled and, and steamed. It was very cool. It was so cool. And it was yummy too. It was delicious. Yeah. yeah. I my, definitely picked the winner. My drink was good, but it wasn't nearly as good or creative as yours. So... Mm-hmm bravo to the folks at Nicholson's for being creative and for sure you know making yeah they a did a menu. nice job we mm-hmm. were very excited when we got in especially Liz very excited when we got in there and saw the wicked drink menu she was like oh my god I was like you know that meme on the internet where they're like slamming down their credit card or their money yeah, like take, take my, my money, money. <laughs> yeah pretty much she's like we are getting these drinks and then we go in and like I literally rush I forgot my my COVID vaccine card yeah. So my husband had to take a picture of it, and I was like hoping and praying the entire time, like, please mm-hmm. let me in. Please I... accept the card. Yeah. Please accept the picture of the card. Oh my god, that was traumatic. And, and they then... were totally like, "Yep, it's fine. Go ahead." Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, wow, that was easy. Yeah. And then uh, I ran up the stairs to get to the merchandise, and she did. She's like, "Go, go, go!" Literally. I'm like, "I'm gonna knock over an old man." <laughs> She's like, "Do it." I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, sir." Yeah, Shove. literally, that old guy was annoying. He was, oh, he was like he was wandering so across all of the stairs. Like, pick so you a lane, buddy. Even, yeah, you couldn't Hold even on go to the railing over yeah, there, okay? Like, okay? like, go. Yeah. But um, I sound really right, insensitive. But... <laughs> she had merch to buy, people. I was so excited. And my husband, thankfully, was really supportive of that activity <laughs> because had he been like, um, Liz, we really can't afford to do this right now um please take it easy here's your budget like if you would have said something like that to me i would have obeyed because you know there's a budget i understand but Um, she would have been salty yes so i was really excited that you know we had financially prepared for the fact that liz is an overspender liz is gonna blow a lot on wicked i yeah (laughs) so i did i got a pin and a mug and the sweater yeah Yeah, exactly she got all of it a bag to put Uh, it all in like oh she went out of control bought the macaroons and uh, i yeah. yeah we bought the macaroons i bought the macaroons you bought all the merch i bought the macaroons did the you water. Buy mm-hmm. macaroons and they were delicious they, they were, were delicious. pistachio macaroons yeah and they were yummy are, yeah did your kids enjoy them hell yeah they did oh god they like mowed those down i'm sure we've got more macaroons arriving in the mail today Sweet. all excited. right all right so Let's the book, book. <laughs> yes oh my god 
So, um, see the musical, read the book, but don't expect that they are one and the same. Yeah, even close. Yeah, they're not, not even. No. Not a little bit. Like I said, skimming the surface. So, um, <coughs> compared to the original series of Wizard of Oz, um, this is definitely more geared towards adults. Oh, for sure. Without um, a doubt. Yeah. There's a lot of very adult themes in this book. Please don't let your 10-year-old read this book because they love the musical. Um, and if for you sure. do, beware. Yeah. I feel like probably, though, a 10-year-old would start reading it and be like, what is this? And just put it down. Because it's, true. it's not even a little bit. Well, even adults. And I, I had written this down in my original notes was that, you know, you, you kind of have to get I don't know, probably 50 or 60 pages in before you're, like, completely hooked to the point where you're just, like, I have to find out what happens next. Like, at least that was how it yeah. was for me. Like, I, 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 I will be very, very honest and say that this book was kind of a slog for me. Mm. Like, oh, oh, I got to finish this book. Ugh. Well, I think that's because we're reading and it's the holiday season. And Well, a we're... lot of it, though. It, okay, so the two I'm books are completely to and totally. Yeah, no, don't <laughs> even try and save me on this one. I want you to be my best friend and like the book the same way that I like the book. <sighs> Our podcasts are better when we disagree. I know. and this Everyone is... knows this. <sighs> um, To me, the book felt like Moby Dick in the sense yeah. that there was a good story buried in there. But it was under all of these layers of just tedium. So, so in Moby Dick, it was all of the classification of whales. Like, if I wanted to know about the classification of whales, I would read a biology textbook. But I don't. So leave it out of your book. So with Wicked, it's all of the political and religious stuff. Like, there's a really good story in there, but it just bogs down for me so much when it goes on about all of that stuff. Yeah. No, I get it. Like, I don't and, care. And honestly, um, so to lay it out for everybody, this book is broken down into five different sections. And each of those sections kind of focus on a particular part that is important to um, Effie's life. And... You know, it starts off with her being, uh, just, hold on, let's fill this glass a little bit. Thank you there. Yeah. Aww. And that is the bottle. Jeez, these cups are big. Um, <laughs> no, we just drink a lot. <clears throat> so, you know, the first, first chapters are all about, you know, how she came to be, i.e., you know, her parents and, you know, she's born and she's green and there's nobody else in the whole world that is green that they know of. And, and she's got sharp baby teeth and yes. she, like, bites Well, she's stuff. kind As of... As a newborn, she bit off that one lady's finger. Yeah, which is fantastic. Like, whoa. Um, but, I mean, <clears throat> she's kind of described... No, she is described as being, like, half animal and half human. So, also in this book, they have animals with a capital A... And those are more sentient beings. They have, you know, they can talk. They are, you know, looking for the same yeah, freedoms. They have houses and, and jobs and they can be professors. Correct. And like, they're just, they're people but with fur. Exactly. And then, you know, there's also all these different, I'm going to call them tribes. Yeah, because that's fairly accurate. That's that's essentially what they are. Um, and so there's all these countries within this world that are essentially run by... The wizard. Right. Who, who is, is taken over. He's yes. come in and kind of taken over and they sort call of. They that a usurka or what is that? 
I don't know. Usurp. 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 Thank you. Usurp. Usurp. I don't know. So he's very much pushing his own beliefs and his own ideas on the entire country instead of just being more democratic and kind of yeah well he takes a certain he takes a page out of a certain playlist that we've seen not too long ago and he picks a segment of the population to blame yeah for everything and then in this book it is the capital a animals yes so and the the other thing that you know i i guess i had kind of touched on a little bit earlier was that you know gregory mcguire this particular book i mean it could really fit in any political climate and you could you could just relate to it instantly so it's got a very real world vibe to it um so yes i understand your whole moby dick thing but i see your moby dick and i (laughs) (laughs) and you raise me and i raise you the the fact that he had to make it very much as if it were um I'll call it the lack of emotion and the lack of, you know, connection that you want to make with Effie. Because I know in reading books, you always try to attach yourself to the main well, character. Well, in movies too, anything. And yeah, when you exactly. Hear a story, you want to bond with the storyteller. But it's just how it is. I'm saying that it was intentionally done this way because Effie can't. Right. Yeah. No. Have I get emotions. It. She can't. <clears throat> I mean, she does, but she's she just does, a very. But she can't go far. She can't be deeply moved yeah. by something because it's painful. It's right. physically painful for her right, when right, you right. cry and your tears physically burn your skin skin, then you learn to withdraw and you learn to kind of hold all that in and become this very hard exterior yes i get that like that that does make sense but i still find all of the and also political shit boring the whole thing at the end of the book where you know you pretty much are left to decide is she wicked or not. not i think he was just trying to be very um he was trying to give you a good perspective on why she is the way she is uh-huh. so you can make a decision on whether or not you feel she was wicked or not. But yeah, she really, I don't think she was wicked at all either. And honestly, her hard exterior and um, let's talk a little bit about, because I really want to get into this, like Nessie. Hmm. <laughs> Nessa Rose. Nessa Rose. Oh my god. Um they don't talk very much about this in Wicked the Musical. <laughs> it's kind of glossed over. It is 100% glossed <laughs> over. Um <laughs> like literally they make <laughs> Nessa Rose like this, you know, oh, poor handicapped Nessa Rose. Like yeah. they Which- in- in in the <sighs> musical, she's in a wheelchair. In the book, she doesn't have any arms. But she's in a wheelchair because of her balance issues. And that's right. why she gets the shoes. Right, right. So, like, kind of. Kind of. But it's a big difference. It is a huge like, difference. You really, really can't. It is a huge difference. You know, without prosthesis and help, there's there's not a lot you can do without arms. You can do a lot more in a. And, I mean, I feel you could probably do a lot more in a wheelchair. And the fact that she's so heavily religious and the whole thing, like, literally I felt like, you know, he kind of hit the nail on the head here when, um, and 
by he, I mean Gregory Maguire, he hit the nail on the head for me because they don't really go into Nessa Rose in the original Wizard of Oz. Right. She's yeah, just she's smashed even, by yeah, the house. That's and it. Her shoes are the only part that she plays in that movie. You don't even see her. You just see her feet and her legs. Exactly. And yeah. so, you know, I always, as a kid and even as an adult, you know, <coughs> re-watching Wizard of Oz, um, you know, you, you always, like, think, like, well, I wonder what that relationship was like. Like, they're supposed to be sisters, you know. Yeah. And, like, I wonder how that went down. But in the book, you find out that, number one, her and Effie aren't even all that close. No, like Effie doesn't even care for her because of her religious beliefs and religion. stuff like that. She's yeah, such she's, she's so quenty. Like yeah. she's she's entirely <laughs> too cunty for my liking. And Oh, we went there. <laughs> we did go there. Because she is. She's yeah. just like I mean, okay. And so first of all, the father that Effie believes is her father forever and a day is, you know, extremely religious and her parents are essentially rulers of this community they're yeah. they're held in high regard and they have political well, influence really and... it's more the grandparents yeah because but that's how nessie it's like a genetics thing it's kind of like a whole monarchy type deal well, thing kind of but i mean it, it you know uh i forget the mom's name but she melina melina mm-hmm. was never like she married what's his face I know. I just can't think of the dad. Yeah, and he was like a missionary, and she was like a society girl, and so she married the dad and went off on the missionary travels with the dad. So she wasn't any kind of, you know, she wasn't any kind of no authority at all. But she just had the connections, right? But she died, and then when the grandfather died then nessa rose became eminent throp of yes munchkin land or yes. whatever it was and, and they hated that her power. they hated her because she was a religious nutbag so she yes. had all these religious rules and stuff and they were just like what the hell lady? you cunt <laughs> like <laughs> wow i don't like calling people a cunt but i could definitely um honestly say when i read you know more about nessa rose i i was like ugh disgusted by her (laughs) apparently but i did love her her um i loved her how do you say this um her je ne sais quoi no i i loved i loved how they described and talked about how she came into this world like oh my god yeah so yeah um so first and foremost (laughs) their mom effie and nessa rose's mother Melina, um, she was um, a free spirit. A free, <laughs> she was she was free with more than just her spirit. Correct. She was kind of um she was kind of a a, a drugger a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like she, when when the dad would go off on missionary trips, she would chew what were they loblolly something or other yeah some kind of leaves that would kind of like dope you up so she did that a lot and she can't really remember how effie was conceived mm-hmm. but then by the time nessa rose comes along they have this little kind of a polyamorous relationship with a quadling man yes. named turtle heart that yes. kind of showed up well, at their house one he day he moves in with them while effie yeah. is a toddler and it's like <laughs> yeah. this whole thing and like i mean but that's also with with the turtle guy you can totally beck. see was his name beck no i don't Damn think it. it was beck 
Because Beck isn't until no, he's... No, that's Bach. That's B-O-Q. Yeah. But it's something like I that. I wrote him down. Let me Who see is here. It? What's his name? It's bothering me. I know. It's bothering me, too. Anyway, so, yeah, they... they this glass blower named Turtle Heart from Quadling Country shows up. And turtle Shell. Turtle... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Turtle Heart. Anyway, he shows up, and he and Melina start carrying on while... The dad is gone, and then the dad comes back, mm-hmm. and they kind of just incorporate him into the whole thing. So when Nessa Rose is born, there's, you know, they don't really know for sure who, who the, the father is. is. Yeah. So kind of an, for a missionary, kind of an unconventional life. I love it. I love that there was that whole polyamorous relationship yeah, between the funny. three of them. Like, literally, yeah. when, I, when I read that, I was like, yes. Wow. I'm so excited for this chapter. <laughs> but again, the, like, and it all kind of just hits you. And and really, he like I keep saying, he did such a good job like just bringing the real world to you. Because mm-hmm. you, I mean, honestly, who can't, who can't say that they haven't known somebody that, you know, their parents are super weird. Or even if your for own sure. parents are super weird. Like you, you have that one friend. Everybody yep. has that one friend, or they mm-hmm. know of somebody, or oh, yeah. their friend has a friend. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> Let's see. Are you looking it up? Melina, I am. I wrote, I wrote tortoiseshell. Frex bar? Frex. Frex is Frex. the dad. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I need something that has. Um, but anywho, so, I mean, the, this book is just. I mean, it goes to some dark places and like literally like not even knowing like who the parents are like. I mean, and that's both of her kids that she doesn't really. Yeah, she's not sure about the dad. She's not sure like who the daddy is. Like they need to go on Maury. Like, yeah, they got some stuff going on. Brother Fexbar the Godly, Melina Dillamond. He's got to be in there. There you go, my kid Candle. just pulled this up. No, 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 it would be further. Minor characters? Is he really considered minor? He would be a minor character, yeah. Everybody's a minor wow. character except for Effie, honestly. I mean, um, yes, <laughs> but no. Turtle Heart. It is Turtle Heart. I was there right. There you go. Boom, chicken soup. Boom, chicken soup indeed. Yes. So, anyways, I mean, like, that, honestly, I, I love Nessie's conception (laughs) (laughs) is that the word maybe is that the word i don't know um but then you realize also that she has a brother that's the one named shell yes the brother is named shell so yeah you don't really see him much at all he's kind of just mentioned a little bit yeah exactly Um, you know because I mean, honestly, I feel like he's going to be mentioned in that in the next book. So the next yeah. book is, you know, Son of a Witch, right? Which, you know, which 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 which. Yeah. <laughs> You're funny. Um, so I mean, honestly, it's it's one of those things that you know they they just barely touch on him and then you know kind of moves on. But mm-hmm. he is kind of described as a shell of a man. Like he's not really given a whole lot of depth. He's kind of out looking for something that's that's what you're told he's he's just gone looking for himself essentially um so moving on then she gets to effie gets to college yeah and you know you're kind of she's left with a couple choices as far as like what she wants to pick to go into education and um or to do for her education and she completely says no i don't do anything with magic like yeah screw that nothing to do with it yeah no and 
throughout the book, you kind of realize that she's not even really all that great of a witch anyways. Like, because yeah, she does learn. Really are. I mean, I yeah. guess Glinda is a little bit, but even... But that's the, because she kind of, like, wills herself to be. Like, well, she wants I mean, to be good, but she's not great, you know? Yeah. She put more effort into it than anybody, really. Yes. Um, well, because she really wanted it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas... Effie, like, has some talent, and Nessa Rose has talent, but they're both just kind of like, meh. Yeah, exactly. You know, Effie is more meh, and Nessa Rose is more like, no, no, no witchcraft for me. I am too good for that. Exactly. So, yeah, it's weird how much, you know, considering that they're called witches, the good witch and the wicked witch of the east and the wicked witch of the west, how very little magic actually well, that's happens. what I'm saying, too, is that there's that whole, like, you know, in the beginning, well, when you're done reading it, you realize that it's not like the movie. It's not like this coming-of-age tale in the original book. It's not, you know, it's none of those things. Right. It's not, it's nothing like the musical or the movie or the original books. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Because when you read those, you think you know magic and Galinda in a bubble and yeah. you know like it's just, uh, yeah no. saccharine it's very saccharine no it's totally different wicked is not saccharine at all no at least not the book the, the book movie or the musical more so but yeah exactly. definitely not the book so i mean i i feel like it they they do a good job of making it very or he does a good job of making it seem you know where you can see the conflicts and where you can see everything is coming from, that kind of puts her in that corner where she has to decide, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, I am the Wicked Witch of the West. Right. And what? Yeah. Because that's... If you're going to make me that, that's what I'll be. Exactly. And she does get to that point where she's kind of, you know, insulting herself before other people have a chance to. And, right. You know, yeah. kind of putting herself down. Yep. Um, I don't want to give too much away on the part which drives her to that kind of monastery mm-hmm. that yeah. whole Ooh, that's just a if you ah, i want you guys to read the book and i feel like shiloh and i talked about this before and i just don't want to spoil too much for you but um, i would be willing to spoil the shit out of it but liz says no it's true please don't do that i want read the books people read the books I don't mind spoiling the movies, but... That, or at least get the cliff notes or something. <laughs> Do they That's have true. cliff notes for that? I don't know. Huh. Read the read, read the Wikipedia page. The Wikipedia... I got that open right now. There you go. <laughs> it See? Give, it doesn't give too much about that either. Like, they don't really break it down too hardcore in here. I bet... Do they have a plot summary? I bet they do. The plot summary is literally a paragraph. Oh, well, shit. That's BS. The novel is a political, social, and ethical commentary on Told the you, nature boring. of good and evil, and it takes place in the land of Oz in the years leading to Dorothy's arrival, which I kind of <laughs> wish Dorothy was a bigger piece. Yeah. They're kind of insulting to Dorothy a little bit. Oh, my a God. Strapping farm girl. Yes. <laughs> well, like, I mean, honestly, let's be real, though. Yeah. I Girls mean, yeah. of that time who worked the farm. Yeah, they were solid. They weren't delicate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, that bitch could lift a bay of hail and be fine. A bay of hail? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't grow up on a farm. It's a, a hay bale? A bale of hay. Okay. It's <laughs> the same difference. A bay of hail. <laughs> That's 
an entirely different Listen, thing. I grew up in the city, okay? I don't know shit about farm work. <laughs> That's just not yeah, a thing. Yeah, okay. Closest I ever came to a horse was police officers riding. <laughs> <laughs> when they were chasing you down. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that person anymore. anymore. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, I mean, you just kind of have to go through this whole journey with Effie and you figure out and Shiloh is totally bored with it. And <laughs> um, and it is. It is very monotone. Yeah. Because it is the same shit over and over and over again. And you can almost predict it. Yep. And that was the other thing that um, that was the other criticism I had about this book was the predictability. So yep. you you kind of just come to expect that what the worst thing that's going to happen is going to yeah. happen. Because it does. And cue crisis. Correct. Yep. Exactly. That's pretty much how that went the whole way through. Yeah. Like, things would start to get on an even keel, and then, oh, mm, nope, shit's going to hit the fan. Here exactly. we go. Three, two, now. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, the whole thing with, you know, the capital A animals. Like, they are, you know, obviously um, being suppressed, and they're obviously yep. being blamed for everything. And, you know, here comes Effie, and she can relate to them because, you know, like I said before, she's described as being half animal, half human. Right. So she really feels for them because she knows what it's well, like to be blamed all the time well, and to be told and to that be, you're nothing. To be different. Like yes. that, you know, she understands what it's like to be outsider and to be different and to be looked at yes. strangely just because of how you look. So yeah. she definitely had a lot of sympathy with the animals. Yes. The capital A animals in the book. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, and then the wizard, when you find out that that's her dad. Potentially that's yeah. her father, yeah. It's that... never specifically spelled no. out, but it's pretty heavily implied. Uh, let's talk about this illegitimate child of Effie's. Oh, Lear? Yes. Yeah, that was weird. That, that was whole, weird. That was just very weird. That was a turn that, like, I didn't see it coming, but you I were figured. Yeah, like, you you kind of had that feeling, like. Yeah. Very not maybe. maternal. She's very, very not maternal towards well, she can't him. can't be. But, well, yes, but also she says that the time she spent in the monastery, like, she mm-hmm. was out of it for the first year and then when she woke up, they put her in charge of taking care of, like, the foundling children. Yes. And Lyra was one of them. So she thinks that maybe he's hers, but she doesn't really know. He's not green, so it's hard to tell. But you kind of learn why she might possibly be green. Well, and then that would explain why he wouldn't be green. Right, yeah. Yeah, the elixir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's reasons, but, you know, it, it's not something that you can just look at him and go, oh, yeah, he's for sure hers. Yeah, exactly. That's so. true. So, um, until she goes to the castle yeah, and, and meets some other children that look like him. Yes. And then you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's hers, all right. Um, so, then, let's see. Castle, Lear, house falls on Nessa Rose. Yep. And then that's where you find out that, you know, the shoes and why Effie why is the so shoes are important. Yep. wrapped up in that, those silver shoes, which yeah. I think are funny because it's ruby red. 
Yeah, but that was just, they just did that to make them more visual on the screen. They were always silver or whatever in the books. I know. In the books. In the books. They were silver. So. Anyway. Yeah. So she just, you know, she just really felt strongly that Galinda should not have given those slivers to Dorothy, but Galinda did it. Which really she shouldn't have. No. They weren't hers to give. Well, I mean, were they though? Or weren't they though? Because she's the one who enchanted them. But they were her sister's shoes. But she enchanted them and but they gave were them the sisters powers. before she enchanted them. So without So they were still her without shoes. Without the powers. I mean, she should have just taken the powers away from them, honestly. I mean, yeah, disenchant the shoes and then do whatever the hell you want with them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and we find out that Dorothy doesn't even like the damn shoes. They Correct. hurt her feet and she can't get them off. Yes. She talks about how sweaty her socks are. So it's I... hilarious. <laughs> I really loved how they portrayed Dorothy's character because, you know, from the movie versus the book, like literally you see in the movie she's all sunshine and rainbows. She's a simpering little girl. Yes. Oh, oh my. In the book she's like a whiny bitch. Like (laughs) kind of. She's she's a lot more practical and down to earth. She's like, These shoes suck. Yes. I hate wearing these shoes. They're hot, they're uncomfortable, I can't get them off, my feet are all sweaty, they probably smell like crap. Like, yeah, she's a lot more Of a farm girl. Yes. <laughs> than she was in the movie, for sure. Which was fun to see. Yeah. That kind of transformation. Like, really, all the transformations that happen within this book um, are great. Mm-hmm. I-, I loved that the veil was lifted and that, you know, you get to see them as more realistic characters. Yeah. As opposed to these, you know, imaginary, funshine people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the munchkins. Oh my god, the struggle of the munchkins. And the quadlings. Holy shit. The quadlings. <sighs> Which you don't even hear about the quadlings no. really in the book. No. Or in the movie, sorry. You never even know that there are quadlings until you read the book. It may have been like mentioned. I think some I think Glinda says something about quadling land at one point, but that's as far as it goes. There's no mention of actual quadlings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a whole lot you don't know. No, the whole, exactly. I mean, Fiero's whole tribe you don't know anything about. Uh, Fiero's death, by the way. Uh, brutal. I, again, urge you to read the book because that's one of those parts that you're just like, did that just happen? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was reading I that and what? I'm like, no, no, come on now. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, stop what? now, please. But, but maybe, but may- no, damn it. <laughs> but I love that he was married and that he was like kind of like in this whole like turmoil with himself and, you know, it just so, um, he was, he was just such a different person. Yeah. He was very cool. I like yeah, him. Yeah. I, I honestly liked him as a character better than Effie for sure. Better than really any other character. Because he was likable. And he was real. Yeah. Like, he he had, you know, real conflict that you could relate to. And then he also had... I don't know if I could really relate to his conflict, (laughs) but okay, sure. No, but I mean, like, you could see that it's a... It was very... God, that's so difficult to say. Apparently. Jesus. I just can't find the words today. Obviously. There's no words. But drink more wine. You'll be okay. Drink more wine. Um, but yeah, definitely. It's one of those things that um, he just. Still at Target. They're still at Target. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, you. honestly, the book is very long. 
and very drawn it's, out. Yeah, my copy is 404 pages and the print is so tiny. small. Tiny. Oh, so small. Little tiny words. Teeny tiny words. It's like a four font. They could have gotten rid of two out of the five sections and I think maybe combined those into like something different and it would have been just as effective. I think so. I think if they would have, you know, really cut back on a lot of that, which is what happened with the musical. They Mm -hmm. cut back on a lot. They cut back a lot and then they just really, really changed a whole, whole lot. Yes. Like just, and I mean, when I say character relationships, like... The whole, in the musical, the whole relationship between Fiero and Galinda. Yeah. And I'm kind of saying her name the way it originally was. Yes. Galinda. Not Galinda. But it got changed to Glinda. She changed it. She changed it. But there's a whole backstory as to why. But, like, they have this whole relationship and they end up, Glinda kind of, surprise, we're engaged in, you know, in public to him and, like, this whole thing. They had no relationship. No. Whatsoever. They hardly were even friends in the book. So, like, that was a huge, huge departure. Yes. He was married mm-hmm. um, throughout pretty much the entire time we know him in the book. Uh, he He's a chieftain of his tribe and... Um, he got married, like, they, you know, one of those arranged marriage things when he was, like, seven or eight years old. So he is married the entire time this book is happening. Um, so, I mean, that's that's a pretty huge, huge change and definitely does a lot to change, you know, motivations and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was big. Dr. Dillamond, the goat professor at their school i loved his character very big change in the musical he gets taken away from his teaching job um by you know whoever the gale force or what have you and he becomes he gets taken er, away by the other professor the one who ends up uh mrs um, yeah but he's not no miss madam morrible madam she didn't really take him away it was some it was some suits some yeah. guys in suits that came in and took him away and kind of took over the class. Mm-hmm. But he gets taken away and reverts to being like a lowercase a animal mm-hmm. in the musical. And that's kind of part of what drives Effie to become what she is. Yeah. Um, but in the book, like, he gets murdered. Yes. Like, he is straight up yeah. throat slit murdered. Yes. So, and then it's, it's a pretty big change. After, in, in the play you know um the monkeys with the wings like the flying Mm -hmm. monkeys and stuff Mm -hmm. that just kind of like comes about because she's it's not that she's experimenting with it it's she's she's experimenting but in the book she's full-on experimenting in the book she's full-on experimenting in the movie or the play rather the musical yeah they already have the monkeys like the wizard already has them they're at the castle exactly they're at the emerald city so she doesn't really she frees them but that's about it Mm mm-hmm and then accidentally gives some wings. Accidentally. Oops. Yeah, she does some magic and it tends to not go Work the out. way she intends yeah. it to. And it's like that her whole life. And she, yeah. she recognizes that. And it's not, she's not trying to be this powerful yeah. witch. She's, she's just kind of like, eh. Otherworldly spell book. And sometimes you can understand the words and sometimes you can't. And you do the best you can and you get what you get and you don't throw a fit, basically. Pretty much. Yeah, that's how that one works out. So... <coughs> all in all, for the series, I don't think I'll be reading any of the other books. Um, I just, I don't, 
I just don't feel the need. Like, I liked the book and everything, but I really don't want to read Son of a Witch. Like, maybe. I have Son day. of a Witch. I can't remember if I ever read it or not. Yeah, honestly. See, and that was that was some of the reviews that I had heard, you know, online or saw online was you either love this book and completely devour the series or you hate it and you're just sort of like, eh, maybe not. Yeah. Um, And it's not that I didn't love the book. It was just kind of like, I'm I'm happy to have it end where it ended. Yeah, and I don't like really... I don't really feel the need to continue this story. Correct. It ended at the right place. Even though I did hear that son of a witch, <laughs> it gets super spicy. Like mm-hmm. the erotica comes out, and it's, it's oh maybe I yeah. should read it then. Hmm, I, I got I did, it. I did see a review where one person was like, "Oh my god, it was so spicy," and I was just, just like, "Oh." It's very torrid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but that reviewer is like missionary with the lights off. So probably exactly, <laughs> and that's that's where I was kind of like I saw other reviews where that you know it does get um, hot and heavy, but it's not like a romance novel hot and heavy. You oh, know, well. her heaving bosom doesn't make an his, appearance or anything. His throbbing member his... <laughs> <laughs> is just not. It's just not part of the narrative, Aww, so that's a shame. Everybody loves heaving bosoms and throbbing members. I mean, it's part of life. These are the facts of life. <laughs> so the facts of life. I, yes. <laughs> so all in all, um, I rate the book at like a three point five. I'll give it a two point five. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one I'm going to go back and reread. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm pretty disappointed. Um, I, I loved rereading it just because I had read it in high school and I had fond memories of reading it and just feeling like kind of at arms like, yeah, oh my God, how could they oppress so many creatures? And, and now as jaded adults, we're like, yeah, that shit happens every fucking day. Exactly. And they're as successful in the book at dealing with it yes. as we are in real life, which Correct. is to say... It's not a feel-good book. It's not. You read every page and you're just like, I want to kill myself. Like, <laughs> I'm so sad and depressed because this is something that, you know. This is too much like the real world. Yes, exactly. There's. Yeah. I, so, I mean, it's definitely not uplifting. It's not happy-go-lucky. It, there aren't even moments where you're like, oh, yay, la, la, la. Uh, there are a couple moments that are nice. They're short-lived. Yeah, they are, they are so short-lived. short-lived. Yeah. Man, you're kind of changing your tune on this one. But I liked it. It was a good book. <laughs> and there she goes again. Guys, call her weather vane. <laughs> but it was. It was a good book, and it was a great read. And I, overall, I think, you know, Gregory Maguire did a good job. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Wizard of Oz fan, and so anything that has to do with Wizard of Oz, I'm not claiming to be in love with, but I definitely hold it in high regards. Sure. It was a good book. It was well written. It is not my cup of tea for reading. I like fun and fanciful and most of all happy. Yes. I don't like to cry. So I don't want crying books. I don't either. I think I, I'm going to agree with and you. And that, on that one, one didn't, it didn't make me cry, but definitely I got to the end and I was like, well, Jesus. It's because what don't you think... don't know is when Shiloh cries, it burns. It burns her skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the Satan in me. Yeah. Anyway, um, like you got to the ending and there wasn't anybody that you were like, oh, they had a happy ending. Everybody exactly. just kind of had a meh to bad. Yes. Ending. Yes. Like everybody. Either they're dead or they're just slightly getting along. Like right. it's yeah, just like, kind of like, you know, I'm just like they're still just alive. Flesh wound. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're still alive. We'll give them that. But like, that makes it better. 
happy not really no definitely not no 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 so two and a half for me two and a half cheers good to know yep ah! there it is all right well until next time and uh fyi we're recording back-to-back episodes here so hence the low alcohol wine low alcohol. for the first one yes the next one not so low so uh, look forward to what, what? next. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Next, we're going to be reviewing none the of your movie. damn business. No, no. Now, hang on. The movie Rare Exports: A Ugh. Christmas Tale. This was one of my finds, and oh my goodness, you guys, this was something else. So, stay tuned. Rare Exports next podcast <laughs> on. Three shows in a book. Yay. Yay. All right. See you guys next time. Bye.